Rory McDonald is one of the best to never win UFC gold. The Canadian fighter entered the sport at a young age and quickly proved that he was a force to be reckoned with. He was an exciting prospect that excelled anywhere the fight went. This led to him becoming a top contender at welterweight. And although he fought for the title in a fight that many considered to be the greatest of all time, he was unable to capture the belt. Even though he found success afterwards outside of the UFC, he has also racked up many defeats. So how good was Rory McDonald actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today I'm going to be talking about Rory McDonald. I gotta admit, this is a video that I'm happy and sad to make. As a Canadian, he is one of my favorite fighters. Many believe that he was going to be the next George St. Pierre, the next best fighter to come from Canada. Even GSP himself believed that he was going to become a UFC champion one day, and he was very close to doing that. But ultimately, that prophecy was unfulfilled in the UFC. He was able to fulfill it in Bellator by becoming the welterweight champion. And although he had his highs with the promotion, he also had his lows. And that decline has continued into the PFL where he is currently on a two-fight losing streak. This video may be premature as he is only 32 and can possibly make a comeback. But personally, as a fan, I think his best days are behind him. So in this video, we're going to take a look at his MMA career to really understand how good he was. But first, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. They get the extra perk of a shout out before each video. But even the intro members get early access and video to the Keon Kamara podcast. And as always, the money goes to charity. Now let's get to it. Rory began his MMA career on October 15th, 2005 at the age of 16. After winning his debut fight by submission, he fought Ken Tran. Rory found success on the feet and on the ground. Eventually, he brought the fight down and locked up a rear naked choke that forced Ken to tap. Four months later, Rory fought Jordan Meehan. After trading on the feet, Rory brought the fight down. This led to ground and pound before he locked up a rear naked choke that forced Jordan to tap. Rory picked up another submission win before fighting Yoon Hyo. Rory controlled the action both on the feet and on the ground in round one. He was very close to finishing Yoon with strikes and a rare naked choke. But even though the fight made its way to round two, Rory finished it quickly with strikes that eventually forced the ref to step in. After this, he picked up two more wins and in the process became the king of the cage Canadian and regular lightweight champion. Then Rory went on to make his debut at welterweight. His first opponent at 170 was Elmer Waterhen. The two traded on the feet before Rory secured a takedown. He threw shots from above before attempting an armbar, and although he got reversed, he locked it up again from his back, forcing Elmer to tap. Rory picked up another win before signing with the UFC. After submitting Mike Guyman in his debut, Rory fought former WEC welterweight champion Carlos Condit. Both men found success on the feet and ate some hard shots throughout the three rounds, but Rory had the edge with his grappling. I had him winning going into the final round, but that's when Carlos turned it up after he denied the takedown and reversed the position. This led to big shots from above. Rory was in survival mode and although he got back up, exhaustion caused him to go back down. Carlos threw more ground and pound and with 7 seconds left, the ref stepped in, handing Rory his first defeat. He came back at UFC 129 and fought the Ultimate Fighter Season 5 winner, Nate Diaz. Rory was dominant on the feet, especially with his kicks. He also brought Nate down multiple times. This included 3 huge suplexes in round 3, and while on the ground, Nate ate shots from above. By the end, Rory won by unanimous decision. At UFC 133, he fought former WEC welterweight champion, Mike Pyle. Mike looked good early as he secured a couple of takedowns, but on the feet he ate some shots and this included a left hand that rocked him. He shot for a desperation takedown but Rory denied it and attempted to guillotine. Mike went down and ate ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. At UFC 145, Rory fought Shay Mills. Rory dominated in round 1 by securing a takedown and throwing shots from above. This continued in round 2 when he brought the fight down again. Shea ate ground and pound before referee Mario Yamasaki stepped 
stepped in. Following this win, Rory fought former UFC welterweight and lightweight champion BJ Penn. Rory controlled the action on the feet for the entire fight. He put on an absolute striking clinic. Rory also secured a takedown at one point. Credit to BJ for eating all these shots and not going down. But by the end, Rory won by unanimous decision. Seven and a half months later, he fought Jake Ellenberger. The stakes were very high and that resulted in a lackluster fight as both men were very tentative with their attacks. But Rory did just enough with his jab, kicks, and constant movement. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. At UFC 167, Rory fought former Elite XC middleweight champion, Robbie Lawler. The two started off by trading shots on the feet. And although both men had their moments, it was Robbie who was pressing forward more. Rory was able to secure multiple takedowns and maintain top control in this fight. But Robbie was able to reverse him at one point and throw shots from above. And in round 3, he dropped Rory with a left hand. The fight was very close, but by the end, Robbie won by split decision. After this defeat, Rory fought Damian Maya. Damian found success in the first by bringing the fight down and maintaining top control. But in rounds 2 and 3, Rory denied the takedowns and began to control the action on the feet. By the end, Rory won by unanimous decision. At UFC 174, he fought Tyron Woodley. Tyron's back was against the cage for most of the fight. Rory even took him down near the end and connected with some shots from above. After 3 rounds, he won by unanimous decision. 4 months later, Rory headlined his first UFC fight card. His opponent was former Strikeforce welterweight champion, Tarek Safadin. Rory won the fight in round 3 by dropping Tarek with a left hand and finishing him with punches on the ground. This 3 fight win streak was enough for him to fight for the title. So at UFC 189, Rory fought for the UFC welterweight championship. His opponent was champion, Robbie Lawler, making it their second meeting. This fight was a war. The two traded on the feed and both men found success. Then in round 3, Rory connected with a head kick. Robbie got rocked and after eating more shots, the fight looked very close to being stopped. And although he survived, Rory continued to press forward on the feed in the 4th. At the end of this round, they were both busted up and before going back to their corners, they had an epic stare down. And going into the 5th, Rory was up 3 rounds to 1 on all of the judges scorecards. But Robbie went all out in the final 5 minutes as he connected with bombs. Rory was taking a lot of damage and eventually it was too much, especially with how busted up his nose was. Robbie threw punches before referee Big John stepped in. Despite this defeat, this fight has been regarded by many as the greatest of all time. After being on the sidelines for 11 months, Rory came back and fought Steven Thompson. Although Rory was pressing forward for most of the fight, he was getting countered in the process. Steven outstruck him and by the end, he won by unanimous decision. With this fight being the last on Rory's contract, he decided to test free agency. So in August of 2016, he decided to leave the UFC and sign with Bellator. His first opponent with the new promotion was former Cage Rage World Welterweight Champion, Paul Daly. Rory dominated in this fight by bringing it down and doing damage from above. Eventually, this led to a rear naked choke in round 2 that forced Paul to tap. At Bellator 192, Rory fought for the Bellator Welterweight World Championship. His opponent was champion, Douglas Lima. Rory found success with his grappling as he secured many takedowns throughout the 5 rounds and made maintain top control. And although he had his moments on the feet, it was Douglas who was landing the better shots, especially with his leg kicks. This was a grueling fight but by the end, Rory won by unanimous decision, making him the new Bellator welterweight world champion. At Bellator 206, he made his debut at 185 to fight for the Bellator middleweight world championship. His opponent was champion, Gegard Mousasi. Rory got outstruck on the feet in the first 5 minutes. That continued into round 2 before he rolled in to try to get a hold of Gegard's leg. 
but he ended up on his back and ate some big shots from above. Gegard threw ground and pound which forced Rory to tap and referee Herb Dean to step in. Following this loss, Rory went back down to defend his championship and also fight in the opening round of the welterweight world grand prix. His opponent was former world series of fighting welterweight champion, John Fitch. Rory got taken down many times in this fight but wasn't taking damage off his back. In return, he connected with some nice shots on the feet. It was a close fight and many believe that Rory did enough to win, but by the end, it was ruled as a majority draw. Regardless, Rory retained his belt and advanced to the semi-finals of the tournament at Bellator 222. His opponent was Neiman Gracie. Rory put on a solid performance by controlling the action on the feet and on the ground. After 5 rounds, he won by unanimous decision. Rory advanced to the finals of the tournament at Bellator 232. His opponent was former Bellator welterweight world champion, Douglas Lima, making it their second meeting. Douglas looked very good this time around as he denied the takedowns. This led to Rory eating some big shots on the feet. By the end, Douglas won by unanimous decision. This was also Rory's final fight with Bellator as he decided to sign with the PFL on December 18th, 2019. But because of COVID affecting PFL events, he didn't make his debut until 14 months later. His first fight with the promotion was Curtis Millinder, and Rory put on a classic performance as he brought the fight down and locked up a rare naked choke that forced a tap. At PFL 5, he fought Gleison Tebow. The two traded on the feet for most of the fight, but it was Rory who was the aggressor. He was also able to secure takedowns and attempt submissions. And even though he got hit with the more significant shots, I still think he did enough to win. But by the end, Gleason was awarded with the split decision. Many believe that Rory got robbed. Regardless, he came back two months later and fought in the PFL welterweight semifinals. His opponent was Ray Cooper III. Ray looked amazing in this fight as he connected on the feet, secured takedowns, threw ground and pound, and attempted submissions. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. This was Rory's most recent fight. Although he said he wants to continue fighting, I do believe his best days are over. Because after all the damage he endured in his career, it was bound to catch up with him. But he has definitely made a name for himself with his illustrious career. So after going 22-8-1 in a career that saw him become the Bellator welterweight world champion and the king of the cage lightweight champion, how good was Rory McDonald actually. He is one of my favorite fighters of all time. Because it was exciting as a Canadian MMA fan to see another fighter from Canada rising in the rankings, especially since he entered the sport at such a young age. There was a lot of promise for Rory's career. It really felt like we were witnessing the next George St. Pierre. In fact, I thought he had the potential to surpass George's legacy because he had the skills to do it. He truly was an all-around fighter. He started off more as a grappler. His takedowns were hard to stop and his submissions were difficult to defend. Defend. He also had some solid takedown defense. Plus, his ground and pound is some of the most vicious that I've ever seen. But as time went on, his striking also began to improve tremendously, and that's been proven against some big time legends in the sport. He throws punches, kicks, knees, and elbows with such finesse. Mix this with his speed, strength, and athleticism, and you got a fighter who is a difficult challenge for any of his opponents. Even in his earlier defeats, he was competitive. Plus, he had the demeanor of a serial killer, which was very intimidating. He had the full package, and with him doing all this in his early 20s, the sky was the limit. And although he was a round away from becoming the UFC welterweight champion, he was unable to capture that belt. Regardless, if he did win that fight at UFC 189, I don't even think he would have been able to defend it for very long. Because after that second fight with Robbie Lawler, both men changed for the worse. They took so much damage and because of it, they were never the same fighters afterwards. Roy went on to fight Steven Thompson and although he had 
had lost before, this defeat was different because the fight wasn't that close. I do give him credit for making the move to Bellator after this because it was the right time in his career to do so, and it proved to do him wonders as he had some solid performances there and also captured the welterweight championship. But he also had his lows with the promotion. Even though he defeated Douglas Lima for the belt, that fight was a war and Rory took so much damage which definitely wasn't good for his longevity. And then he got dominated by Gegard Mousasi and lost the rematch to Douglas Lima. These losses really showed that Rory had holes in his defensive game. Plus, he seems to have become more susceptible to damage after the second fight with Robbie. Especially to his nose which often gets busted up. But the real turning point in my opinion was the draw against John Fitch. Because back in the day, Rory would have won this fight easily. But he didn't and because of that, he began to question his desire to continue fighting. He was very close to retiring after this fight. And what also influenced that decision was his newfound faith in Christianity and becoming a father. Regardless of all this, he still decided to continue fighting. But with all that accumulated damage and a long layoff because of the pandemic, a lot was going against Rory once he entered the PFL. So far, he has gone 1-2 with the promotion. And yes, maybe it should be 2-1 because I too believe that he won against Glayson Tebow. But like the John Fitch fight, this would have been an easy win for Rory back in the day. And the same goes for his defeat against Ray Cooper III. It saddens me to say that Rory's best days are over. Even though he's only 32 at the time of making this video, he is very old in fight years considering that he began fighting at the age of 16. And at this point in his life, I just think he no longer has the fire to be a top level fighter in the sport. But this doesn't take away everything that he accomplished back in the day. Yes, he wasn't able to capture UFC gold, but he really didn't need it to prove that he was one of the best in the world. Plus, he was able to win a belt in Bellator against a very tough opponent. That's why I would give his MMA career a 9 out of 10. Although he didn't reach the heights that many expected, he still made us Canadian MMA fans very proud. He is the only fighter since George St. Pierre to get my heart racing and nervousness before a fight. And whatever he does in the future, I will definitely be supporting him. Over the years, he has entertained with dominant performances and legendary fights. And because of this, Rory McDonald has done more than enough to cement his name in the sport of MMA. My name is Keon and this is my take on Rory McDonald. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's a lot for now, so I'll see you on my next one.